When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live from Estopanol End. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. And I'm Benton. Ben, I'm ready to talk about some soccer this week. I'm excited to talk about we it. Got, got, again, we a got mixed bag. good news. Well, mostly good news for both teams this week. It's a good yeah, week. I'll, ta- I'll take it. I'll take it's it a, overall. Okay week for racing. Good, good week for City, I think. Yeah. Yep. It's a nice change based on how it's been <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Again, net net positive, but not all, all, not all good. Yeah. But I think good takeaways. I think definitely areas to improve before now we're getting ahead of ourselves Benton because before we get into that Ben what are you into this week I hate to admit this but um I've gotten back into this super nerdy game I don't know if you're familiar with it it's called defense of the ancients 2 or more commonly known as dota 2 are you familiar with it Zach you actually have found a thing that is more nerdy than I am into I I know of people talking about watching dota streams but it's i've never played or watched a minute of dota i used to play like a decent bit and just just to preface it i'm complete trash at the game because it's one of those things it's a really painful experience when you're losing and basically i used to i played a lot like in like 2018 ish and then would only intermittently play every few months i'd play with my friends like hey let's play a game and we play one game like oh this is why we stopped but for whatever reason like i'm I'm just powering through the pain of being terrible at the game and still playing. I've been watching it for years, like the professionals, like on Twitch, I watch it all the time, but I find myself, I'm playing it a lot now. And that's, it's not good. It's a huge time sinkhole. Not quite as bad as football manager, but. It is not the style of game that I enjoy playing. Cause in that, in it, one of those like clicks per minute, you have like a, a team of people in like a third person view and you got to do a lot of clicking on stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's five on five, a lot of team coordination. You have to really understand the game. It's like I describe like chess on meth. Like it's just like it's incredibly tactical. It's really cool. Like when you understand it enough, like watching the professionals play is really cool. But um playing it is very hard. And I'm really bad at it. But for whatever reason, I'm I'm really into it right now. We'll see how long that lasts though. <laughs> yeah, get yeah, get those that CPM up. 
or action yeah, I'm just, permanent, whatever. They, I'm just, you, you I'm, take what you're doing and you make math out of it and people rate. I can't emphasize how, how bad I am at the game and I don't know why I'm playing it, but here I am. I'm an idiot. <laughs> but Zach, what have you been into? Oh, I have something completely unnerdy to to balance out what you got going on. I've been watching Star Trek: The Next Generation all week. <laughs> oh man, and it's it's been very it's so it's like putting on a warm sweater. It's very it's a cozy show to watch. I, it is so it is so quaint compared to how most modern TV works that. To, to just sit down and watch something that's highly episodic. I don't have to follow any ongoing storylines. Each episode's its own little contained thing. There's not a lot of action or yelling going on. It's a lot of just people having conversations about ideas. You know, all, I, all the lights are on in the ship so you can see everything. I've always respected Star Trek. I've just never really got into it. The newer movies were, were good, but I, I mean, I think I tried watching a little bit of of the next generation, like a long time ago, maybe I need to give it another try. Like so, my first go. Good. Oh, there is. So there's a problem with the next generation that I think, I think a lot of people run into this when they watch it, which is the the show is really good and I enjoy it. And also the first season is terrible and by far the worst. And so I think a lot of people hear recommendations to watch Star Trek, the next generation and watch like the first four or five episodes of that first season are like, I don't get why anyone likes this. Cause it is, it's, it's a slog to get through that. Plus it's back when seasons of things were like 26 episodes. So I would, I would recommend if you're watching it, like watch the first episode, get, get an idea of where it's going. Maybe watch like three or four episodes from that first season and then get into the second season when it starts to get better. <laughs> I might give that a try. The, the, the skip in the first season thing kind of reminds me of Parks and Rec. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it. Like, it started out, like, it wasn't great. And it just made such a 180 when they made a bunch of changes for season two. Like, it was it was wild. But So definitely, anyway. like, if you start watching the first season, you're like, I don't get this. Just understand that I, I felt that same way. And it, it picks up in the second season. I'm open to trying it again because my first time I tried watching Doctor Who, I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, ah, I don't get it. I don't like it. And um, and then later on, I eventually watched it again. I'm like, oh, this is actually great. I mean, part of it is I just I skipped over the the ninth Doctor and I watched the other stuff and then I circled back and had an appreciation for it. But yeah, I get it. Worf's great. He's hilarious. John Luke Picard is is pretty great. Is he one of the Klingon guys? Worf is the Klingon security officer. I just, I, the, my memory of, of, of Klingons are, you know, going to King's Island in the nineties, like when it was <laughs> Paramount owned and he would just be kind of like roaming around under that Eiffel tower there. And I wouldn't know like what the hell he was. <laughs> so that's what I think of like the base of the Eiffel tower at King's Island. I remember it was a big deal in the nineties that all the nerds learned the Klingon language. I remember the Klingon language was like a big deal. I well, feel I like that's gone away. That. That's like a that's like a kind of fandom that I don't feel like is is as prominent as it used to be. Now, I have a friend who who's who's actively done that in the past few years. I I know. <laughs> Let's talk about some soccer. First up, we'll talk about the San Antonio match. And Zach, can I get two claps and a Ric Flair for that one? Woo! Woo! Okay, I had to wait for you to do it first. Then I don't know what a Ric Flair is. <laughs> the Nature Boy. Woo! Oh, there anyway, we go. There we go. I'm just I'm I'm hyped about that match. I went in very 
I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. I just wanted to be competitive. I knew we could maybe lose. It maybe be a draw, but... Uh, you had very low yeah. expectations coming into this one. I want to say they were just tempered expectations. Like I, I, I thought a win was possible, but I just genuinely didn't know, especially with how they handled us at the, uh, in the finals. And I get it's a very different situation. We were on the road. We had a lot of injuries, et cetera, but still I was just, I, I was, I was bracing myself for impact. I didn't know what was going to happen. I just wanted it to be competitive and it was, it was very competitive game. Um, different looking team that I, we saw a very interesting game plan from yeah 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 and i Cruz. and i appreciate it I, I like i like tactical flexibility and mixing for the opponents and you know coach cruz has always been been willing to do that i think this has just kind of been one of the more prominent examples one of the more i guess visible because we weren't on the ball as much i mean it was still pretty close like possession wise but felt like they were in the driver's seat which is something that they don't like to do and we did that yeah. intentionally. I think a big a big change from the final, because I think the final, both teams came in and wanted to play their regular game plan, it felt like, mm -hmm. in that final. Um, and then this game, it felt like definitely Louisville City came into that game saying, like, we're going we're gonna to let San Antonio have way more of the ball than they're comfortable with, and we're going to sit back, and we're going to be the team to get out on the counter. Yeah, and it's 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 just still weird to me how San Antonio plays and the fact that they don't do as well with the ball, which I I, I still can't like wrap my my mind around that. You know, they just play such an odd style, and it works for them. But uh, I'm glad we were able to to counter that. I'm if we play them again, I'm not expecting it to go as swimmingly. We might have to get creative again, but for that matchup, it certainly did. Yeah. I think it took them. It took them out of their element and got them uncomfortable. And also, it's just a an incredibly defensive clash. I think both teams were defending very, very well. So it was like a real like locked in, locked down game. There were not for for either side. There were not many chances. Yeah, and I mean, I think at the end, ultimately, if I remember right, San Antonio got off more shots. Yeah, yeah, they fired yeah. eleven shots. Four Only shots to eleven on target. Yeah, I, and they only took one target. I was gonna. I made a note that they had eleven shots, but seven of those shots were from way outside the box. So they only really had. They only had four shots inside the box, which is sort of my like rough metric for what a good shot is. Uh, yeah, for the for the most part, they were just uh, just more bad shots. You know, they yeah. didn't even like force a flinch out of the keeper or the defenders because you knew it was like kind of wide ride. So like, if you look at just that number, it's like a little misleading. And I think well, the. Uh, I don't remember what the XG was for that. I know it's, it was lower for both teams. So, like, it's about 0.2 for Louisville and 0.7 for San Antonio. Uh, which, yeah, I think Louisville, had, Louisville yeah. only had four shots. And I think game. a lot of theirs really just kind of came down to the volume of shots. Again, not great shots, but they accumulated more and it added up. I'm actually surprised Louisville City's is as low as it was. Like, I get that. I get it being low. I understand that, but... Yeah, I mean, if you look at the goal, I, it was an incredible shot, but like a, a flick-on header from not super-duper close is not a yeah. super-high <laughs> percentage right. shot yeah, yeah, that they yeah. hit. Uh, yeah, I get that. I just thought over over the course of the match, we would have accumulated a little bit more. The number would have been a little closer, but like... I was going to mention, it sort of felt to me like once Louisville had that goal, they had... They really locked it down. It, Louisville did not really seem interested in getting forward after they got that goal. And I, I don't know if that's just because San Antonio is such an effective 
countering team. If the math there is like, once you have the lead, it's not worth it to get numbers forward against a team like that. You're better off just holding on to that lead. Uh, and I mean, even though they were not attacking much after they had the, the lead, I mean, San Antonio was not getting good quality looks. So they, I think they re- did a really good job bottling them up. It, San Antonio got a ton of crosses in though. That had me nervous at the game. Cause it's like, it does feel like you make one mistake on a cross and, and don't box out right. Like that, that can kill you. Yeah, I think I think de- defense definitely became more of the priority at that point. I mean, I don't think they weren't trying to score again. I just think they were trying to make San Antonio possess where they're uncomfortable and just they weren't bunkering down. I wouldn't say they were parking the bus or anything, but but the defense kind of, I think, in my mind, at least clearly became more of the priority. They the numbers there. forward that they normally would. Right. Yeah, yeah. Again, they were, they were very intentional with, with how they were going about this match. And also, it was interesting about this, the passing success rate. Usually, that's something that Louisville City excels in. It's just 60%. like 61. Yeah, 65 yeah. for Santini, which wasn't great either. So that was well, just, I mean, it was was just yet a defensive oddity. struggle. Both teams were locking, right. locking the game down. Yeah, and when, you're, when you have two big teams like this, two really talented teams, I think you're going to see a lot of odd things from, from teams that you don't normally get. And it becomes one of these situations who makes the the fewer mistakes. And this is one, I mean, thankfully it was Louisville City made the fewer ones. Uh, you know, like you were saying with all those crosses, something could have gone bad. But uh, I think they they knew that was coming and had specifically practiced for that. It seems like in, this has been a kind of a common theme that the team has gone into these matches having a pretty good idea of knowing what to expect. And they've kind of met those expectations. So it's really, it's really come down to execution. And on this night, they were to execute on what they needed to. And one of the bigger things there was making sure those crosses did not become dangerous opportunities and opportunities that, you know, become scoring opportunities. I mean, they took care of all of them. Their cross success rate was way down. So yeah, they were doing a great job defending them. It's just, it's, it's nervy watching a game like that when it's, it's close like that. And the other team is sitting in all those crosses. Yeah. Yeah, but again, I mean, if you, you look at the the shots, um, if you do um, whatever their their xG per shot is, you know, <laughs> it was it was a low number, and that's yeah. that's good for us. We were able to to mitigate those uh, those well, opportunities. So Louisville only had four shots, but the four shots they had were like pretty decent. They were all from fairly close. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, ultimately. Um, creating scoring opportunities is one of the things I want to see little city improve on in the future, but this is the kind of game where you just, you grind out. This is a really good opponent. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just going to come down to fine margins. It's also a game where like, I feel like if that game stays zero, zero for later than it did, then that, that XG number is probably higher for Louisville. Oh yeah. It's like once getting the wins, the important thing, not racking up numbers. Yeah. They probably would have chased the game a little bit. Thankfully that, that goal, yeah. didn't drag on too long you know it didn't take too too long for that to happen i gotta point but, out maloney for san antonio is a teeny tiny little center back that is you do not see little guys like that play back there especially on a good as a good team like san antonio he's a he's a good player yeah he's a really he good was, player i love love to have boy him. he was annoying back there <laughs> yeah i like i i don't know how someone does not get into a fight with him every game <laughs> Yeah, he's he's good, and um, we we kind of lucked out. I don't, I, and I don't specifically remember why, but Mitchell Tainer wasn't in the mix as well, and he's a 
he's a top league defender. So that was a, that was a little bit of a plus for us not having to, to face that, you know, he could, you know, if he was in, maybe it could have been a difference maker. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. So all I'm at is, is it- they, they avenged the loss in the final. You want to, yeah. you want to see a team come out and get a win after, after a game like that. Yeah. And, and after those, the, the two losses we had incurred earlier, like I think the bad taste is mostly out of people's mouths after, after securing that win. Yeah. Right. You think that's I fair? Mean, okay. It, shit it was feels like me. it's pointing in the right direction now. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you were concerned, you're really Plus, not, probably even, not concerned. Even with now. the losses, this like they never really got down in the standings. It was all just like right. the vibes got bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And it's never about the, the not about the standings. Again, yeah, we were we were always kind of fine in that realm. It's just like we did not look good in those. It's one thing to lose. It was another to lose the way we did. And I think that's really what got to people. So at this point, I there's there's got to only be a few people that maybe have any sort of concerns at this point. We're going the right direction again. Still, things that the team needs to improve on. I'd like the, to see the, the offense sh- clicking a little better, but yeah, but everything's going in the right direction. Yeah, that's definitely below average from from what we'd expect from from this team. I think defensively even a little bit, but again, those those two losses probably those outliers well, probably skewed things. I a little do bit. think in the past few games the defensive issues appear to right. have been. I think that, those that have is been corrected better. more than the, the 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 attacking issues. Yeah, that is definitely trending more in the right direction than than the attacking stuff is. But again, at this point, kind of kind of nitpicking a little bit. Um, pretty happy with where the team's at. But before we move on from the San Antonio match, I want to know who your player of the match was. I feel like it's Harris for me. I always I always feel like a chump picking the person who scored the winning goal as the play the match, but I feel like this is one of the instances where that's fully merited. I think one, he had almost that exact same goal in the Lexington game and, and got it, got it ripped away with from him with an amazing save. So I feel like he was due that goal. And I think, uh, I, I feel like he was giving them trouble the whole game. Uh, he was pressing really well, even though Louisville was not, doing their traditional like all out press. I thought he was very effective. Yeah. yeah so I, like, I would say Harris for me. I like his play even. Yeah. When he, when he's not, you know, shooting with the ball, the pressing and whatnot, I think he does that a lot. And so no, no, no criticisms with that pick. Ultimately I went with uh, Josh Widener in this one. Like I think the defense really needed to be there and showed up. And I think he was a, a big part of that as well. I think he had a lot of, a lot of good statistics, a lot of good plays on the ball. Like he's just, man, we just got to enjoy him while we have him still. He's, He's playing some great soccer right now. He is. He is feeling it right now. The team does not get any time to rest <laughs> because the their new good form is going to continue to be put to the test this weekend because we are playing yeah. Charleston Battery on the road. That's one that normally wouldn't have sounded um, new too scary. Look, Charleston Battery. Yeah, but they they acquired Ben Pierman, who was the former coach of uh, Memphis, and he's already working his magic down there, and they're and they're looking pretty solid. So, and you know, we're playing that one away, which ironically we played them away during Thunder last year as well, because I watched that one, you know, at the stadium. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. It's an interesting schedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, they um, got a cannon in their logo. That's a good. If they want to just make that a every year thing, that's a cool tradition. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's gonna be. I mean, yeah, another big test again. Before uh, before Pyramid came in, there might not have been a big one you would have circled on the schedule. But at this point, they're starting to to show that they're contenders. 
this time around. So this will be really I do believe interesting they are the match. Cons- they're like consensus top two in the East right now and most of the power rankings I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Tampa might have backslid a little bit and it seems like they've kind of slid up into their spot, if you will. Again, still very early. Things could definitely change. But but right now, yeah, vibes-wise, uh, Charleston is uh, going to be a big test. And that's not their only game next week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm it's back, it's baby. A, it's a string of tough matches because the turnaround straight from Charleston Battery away to Cincy away midweek for the Open Cup. <laughs> this is different, though. This we get an opportunity to slay a giant. We walk in the underdogs. I think it's a different feeling with with the Charleston. Like it's like testy. Like oh, I don't know, but like this one. Like yeah, we might be the underdogs. We might lose, but we have a shot to upset a bigger team at home, our rival. Plus, now that they now that they don't suck as much as they did before, I feel like it feels better to beat them now. Even yep, because like yep. I don't know, man, kicking kicking a team while they're down beating up beating them while they're the worst team in the league that's that's not it doesn't feel as good as when they finally when they finally start to get it together that would that would be so good to beat them in the open car yeah cincinnati is one of the top teams in the east in the mls so again um we have an opportunity to play spoiler like as long as we just don't get thumped like i'm, I'm excited about the opportunity i want to i want to play them hard i want to take them to the limit as far as that we can and you know maybe we slay a giant maybe we make some magic happen but uh, you know, you just walk in with a different mentality for that one. But I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna. Uh, are you gonna go up there? No. You travel. I am gonna be watching from home. Okay. We yeah, watch gonna... it on the Bleacher Report stream or whatever, whatever but... dumb thing I have to watch it on this year. <laughs> yeah, since I mean, since I got the family up there, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go up to that match and stay the night up there with them and and take it all in at the stadium. I like kind of being the away team. It's fun, especially in a big venue like that. Yeah, I, have not, jacket. I, have not I hope it's cold enough for the jacket. It's it's pretty nice. Yeah. I, I went for a couple of uh, Toronto games and uh, I'll be going up again actually later this year. I think they have um, some of the Gold Cup stuff on there. My buddy was just texting me about that. So I'll probably be making up to, to one of those matches. But it's a nice venue. Yeah. You know, right in a good spot downtown. Excited. I hope that we travel pretty well. I know the midweek stuff is tough on people. But I hope a few few people, we get a little purple contingent able to make their I, way up there. I imagine that we'll be well represented. Hopefully. You hope so. It's you can do it up and back. Plus so they're big that helps. now. They don't care about us. So they're not gonna be a ton of Cincinnati fans there. I hope so. I hope at least the 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 OGs will, will show up. They'll remember. <laughs> Zach, I guess we'll go ahead and we will cut to a break. And then when we'll we come back bills. we'll, we'll talk, talk about we'll talk a little game. bit about racing. Yeah there's well some... I think we'll mostly complain about how hard it was to watch the racing game and then then we'll talk about the game (laughs) we'll do that too but we'll also talk about the game so stay tuned and we will be right back welcome back to the vamos bros podcast i'm zach and i'm benton don't forget to buy whatever you just got sold so we can continue to make episodes all right, let's let's dive right into it. I I feel like I'm planning. We're both we're both on the same wavelength about this one. So Zach, right, let's just get it out. Let's get it out right here up front. Yeah, you do it. Rip rip the bandaid. I hate these dumb CBS Sports Network games. Everything about that CBS deal is so infuriating to me. 
because they black out the CBS sports games as if they're like nationally televised games. And no one's got that network. You can't watch it anywhere. Us like we're a streaming only house. So I only can watch the games when they're on like Paramount plus, which I'm paying for. And I should be able to watch the whole season on. But then on top of that, my parents have cable and I can't even steal their login or go over to their house and watch it because it's not a basic cable channel. So even people with regular cable can't watch it. You have to specifically have the cable package with CBS sports to be able to watch that game. And apparently it was not part of my Hulu package either. I rushed home from the little city game to catch it and I'm scrambling, trying to find it. I'm looking on Paramount plus like, Oh, it's not on there. And I look at some CBS sports network, whatever. I'm like, Oh, it's probably I'll, I'll find out my Hulu thing. I found other soccer matches on there, but not the racing one. I got fed up and I turned on an old WrestleMania and I just chilled out the rest of the night. I was pretty mad about it though. I want to watch. I was checking Twitter and I was seeing that we were scoring goals and things were going well. I want to, I want to be part of the action. I want to catch it live. And on top of that, that. because it's a West coast late game, that's the mile wide is not open lane enough to watch it. So you can't even go to mile wide and watch the full thing. Just like, let us watch the games. I don't get this league and they're dumb. (laughs) They're dumb media deals that do not give the league much money and also do not make the games available to watch easily. (laughs) So I'm kind of jumping ahead here on our, on our list of things to talk about, but one way they've kind of remedied this is now we're able to get a little bit of local deal actions going on, not the whole season, but some games are now available. None of, none of the national games. So like on the weeks where this is happening, you're not going to have a a local feed of it because I don't think those overlap anywhere. Yeah. So starting with the match against the Thorns coming up, this next match, we can apparently watch it over on Waves uh, Wave Three's Circle Channel, which I'm not familiar with. Apparently, it's the Wave Three Point Three Spectrum Cable Channel One Ninety Three Dish Network ne- uh, Dish Networks Three Seventy. So, and I do believe that's that like an over-the-air channel. So if you have one of those digital tutors, you you can get that one. You can get this pretty cheap anymore. And they come like, I've, I I used to have one. It was like a little flat, like. Yeah, it was a little rectangle, rectangle thing. Yeah. And it's, uh, I, I think it's it a seven game deal. They're going to be streaming seven games this season. Yeah, seven, eight or something like that. It's, it's it's a handful, not all of them. But hey, some's better than none. It's, another, it's a way my grandpa could watch them. So the thing I've yeah. been complaining about is the games. the games need to be on a place that my technologically averse grandparents can, watch, can see them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's how you build the fan base, you know. Like Louisville City, it, correct me if I'm wrong, has had that if from if not for their entire history, like pretty early on. So and it's help people remain connected to the team, you know. When I was fuming about racing not having a local deal, I did look up, and as far as I could tell by looking at press releases from the first season, I think Louisville City has had a full season every game deal with. Uh, I think it's WDRB with a, a local network mm-hmm. for the, since the team has existed that even back when they were a third, even back when the USL was, was a third tier league, they had, they had a full season deal with. Yeah. That's channel. what I thought. So, yeah. And I, I mean, personally I use ESPN plus, I think it's a, it's a I, great deal, but uh, you know, Pete, not everybody uses that. Not everybody's going to have it. Not everybody's going to get it just for Louisville city. So the fact that it is, yeah. has been over the air available has definitely helped. And the this fandom. is, this is pure speculation, but I, I am, I am, it seems, I think that some part of the CBS deal is keeping teams from 
having full full season every game local TV deals. It's got to be another thing to complain about that stupid deal. It, it expires this year, so hopefully they get a better one. Um, but because it would just be a weird coincidence. Every other team that has announced a local TV deal, it has been in that six to eight game range. So I think that is probably all that the teams are allowed to have on local TV as, as a part of that CBS deal, I would guess just looking at the pattern. Yeah. The more they can open the access, the more this, the more this league is going to grow, the more these teams are going to grow. So I hope we get more of it in the future. Not having a radio deal. Like I don't CBS doesn't even do radio. I don't know why. That does this. That doesn't make like, sense. People are in their cars and just flip through and find games. Like it's just it's good to have games on local TV and radio. Yeah, that one's even more head scratching. It's not like there's com- competition there, you know. Like oh, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get Paramount Plus because I can listen to the games on radio for free. <laughs> I don't know. One day maybe this league will get it right. It is not this year though. I did what they wanted. I bought Paramount Plus and I still can't watch all the games. Yeah. I'm triggered too. Uh, I'm triggered too. Anyway. We can talk about the match and what we do know about it, what we did see of it. And it it was was, the uh, best of games. It was the worst of games. Yeah. A little bit of a a mixed bag. We we definitely saw flashes of the team that we want, but we also saw flashes of, uh, of old, you know, in some ways. A tale of two salves, if you will. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Bookmark that episode title. I definitely did is. not write that out ahead of time. <laughs> so it started off great for off racing. Real good. Yeah. Yeah. Penalty. Davis and, what, the first three minutes. Absolutely running rampant over that <laughs> Los Angeles team. Yeah. Yeah. So we got that, that PK in the first three minutes. Savannah DeMel scores it. Roof of the net. Her first goal from inside the box, I believe. That's such a wild stat. I love it, though. <laughs> I think you're right. I think I saw that somewhere else, too. But yes. Hey, makes sense. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's her first goal scored from inside the box. Yeah. And um, it wasn't long after that. There was another kind of like give and go sequence. I think it was with uh, Fisher, Davis, and um, who yeah, else? Fisher was in the looked mix? really I- good in the attack, too. Yeah. It might have been uh, might have been Demello there in that mix as well, but there's some good passing, and it led to uh, it led to a Demello shot off the post. That's it. That's how it went down. That was a beautiful looking sequence, yeah. And I think they had a few other challenging sequences. That was like a regular Demello goal because I think that was from I think it was inside the box, but just inside the box. It was a long, it was a long shot on that. But it was she did not have much of a window there for that ball to go in. Yeah. They looked like a fine-tuned machine on that particular sequence. I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like that. We need more of that. And it was cool to see uh, see Fisher really getting in the action on that one. She made a she made a good pass or two in that sequence. I think a lot of a lot of good passes in the build-up that first half from Fisher. Yeah, yeah, you can see why they've uh, they've been excited about her. Well, and I do think uh, I saw I saw a great. <laughs> I think it was uh, Florida FC Michael for that first that Kirsten Davis goal, the second goal. They scored. Um, Jalen Powell just bodying people in that build-up. <laughs> you need that enforcer. Whew. But um, yeah, after that, like the second half is really when um, when Angel City came alive. So here's here's some stats for you. First half, Angel City had ten shots, two on target. Racing had eleven shots, two on target. So pretty even. Second half, 
Angel said he had 15 shots, five on target compared to racing's two total shots, none on target. So not good. I found something I in the uh, something motivated Honestly, them in, at the half. end of that game. Felt like racing was kind of lucky to get away with the draw because they had several opportunities to make that three two at the end. Yeah, it was definitely weathering a storm. And kind of going along with that, the possession numbers were, they kind of drifted as well. 56% for Angel City in the first half. Second half, 64. For those who don't want to do math, that's 36% possession in the second half, which is bad. Real bad. I mean, there is technically not a correlation between possession and winning, but like... (laughs) We're we're the kind of team that plays that style. You, you need the ball to score. We're not we're not like a San Antonio, you know. Yeah, racing is not trying to play the San Antonio style. They want to control yeah. the game and possess the ball. So that was uh, that was against their will, unfortunately. But that's uh, just a lot of shots. That's you do not want to be facing twenty five shots in a game. That's a problem. Yeah, and there were some good saves, and I think not even registering as one of those shots on target, and I think this might have technically been the first half. Um, there was like a circus shot from outside the box that hit the top crossbar. Like, yeah. I mean, man, you're talking inches. That could have been in. That could have really changed things up. But so, yeah, a well, little bit okay. of a, I get read. a collapse there. So we've, we've seen a couple games this season. Like, how are you on on where it's it's all been draws so far? How are you feeling about the team? I'm still largely optimistic. You have to think that there's a lot of new players on this roster and they've been, again, we're only talking a handful of competitive matches playing with one another. Um, You know, like I, I always think back to players getting acclimated back to Corbin bone back in 2020. Like he didn't like the world on fire for his first handful of matches. I want to say after like six or eight matches, he really started found, found a groove and was really kind of being more of the player that we would have expected from him. And I think there's going to be elements of that with a lot of the pieces on our roster. It's going to take time for them to all come together to learn these little intricacies. You know, it takes one bad pass and an awesome build-up sequence to rule in a goal-scoring opportunity. And um, you know, you could say even the same thing on the on defensive things. One one miscommunication there, one misalignment on that back line, and all of a sudden the other teams get a good scoring opportunity. So. I think there's still some more gelling that needs to happen, some more growing there, but we're seeing signs of a really good racing team. And I think there's still a lot of reason for people to be optimistic about this team. I think we're just, there's just going to have to be elements of patience, but with that said, doesn't mean we have to lower our expectations for them. I mean, we, we all should be disappointed in a result like that. Like they were playing great in the first half. They had a, a two nil lead and then to drop it. Like, I don't care if it was home or away one point, in that context, like, yeah, I get we weathered a storm at the end, but it just, it feels, it feels like a bad one point opposed to yeah. a good one. Well, and not being able to take care of Lee, take care of leads is a problem that goes back through last season. They were, mm-hmm. I think, particularly bad with a lead uh, at keeping it last season. So that is, that is looking like a recurring issue. I, I will say where I'm at, I feel like through these first three games, the offense is where I was hoping it would be. It does look like, like the the attack, the adju- like the adjustments have been made, and the attack is kind of where I was hoping it would be already. I, I think I think they've looked very good in attack through these first three games. Yep. The defense is not there. 
for me still. I think I think I'm still seeing big problems with the defense and, and you're going to have trouble holding on to leads when, when that's the way the team is, is built. I, um, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't feel like the back line is there yet for, for this team to have, I think as, as successful of a season as we want it to be. I mean, at, at what point do you start experimenting with, with some of the players that you have there? On, I've on the been back wondering line? if there's, more like injury things we're not aware of. I, I am surprised how consistent the starting lines have been for the back line when it seems like the defense is, <coughs> has been an issue the way it has. I've never been in love with, uh, with Rebecca Holloway's play, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, I, and I've really liked Satara Murray and I'm, and I'm just kind of wondering like, why haven't we seen her yet? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I have was, an element of bias there, but I was very surprised to see like, now that Jalen Howell is healthy, I kind of expected to see Piki Amsa yeah. slide back into that other center back position. Um, and 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 was kind of surprised to see her starting in the midfield again in this last game. I just I don't think the Holloway Ersig pairing is is gonna is gonna do it for them yeah. as far yeah. as center backs go. I agree. So um I I'm hoping we kind of see some some new looks there rather than just try, trying to power through with that lineup. I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe they just need more chemistry. Maybe it goes back to what I was saying before, just kind of more time to gel. But yeah. I don't know. Well, and, Again, and I don't know, like, maybe Murray's not match fit right now. Like, it, you know, not... Sometimes things aren't always reported on the on the injury sheet. She's fully. available, I think, in all of them. So I don't, I don't, your list I don't is know available. I expect to see it. But yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, again, just... Holloway's just not inspired confidence for me. So I don't know. Maybe maybe during these challenge cup matches is where we'll kind of see a little bit more variety. I don't know how the, how the teams are going to to approach that that competition. Mm-hmm. Like, play, like weirdly, we don't wise. get a chance to see that this week. Yeah, yeah, we got. I think some of them are as of the time of recording going to be happening tonight. They're all happening this Wednesday. Yeah, this Wednesday, right? Uh, we're recording Louisville and Chicago is the only matchup that's not being played this week, which I thought was kind of, kind of odd. It, it makes sense. Cause Louisville's in the middle of a West coast road trip. Yeah. Glad they didn't make us you know, fly back and fly back out. A lot of air miles. We don't want to rack those up. So yeah, fly um, back to Louisville or Chicago and then back to the West coast would have been quite the week. Yep. We kind of skipped over this as far as the match itself, but I think we're probably going to be on the same page with this one. Uh, player of the match? Uh, I think it has got to be DeMello. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that one. She's she's just outstanding. But again, we saw, I think, a lot of other por- uh, performances. I kind of Davis praise, also played you know? really good. I think you could make a case for Davis. Yeah, um, I mean, um, Fisher um, looked good. In Fisher the looked really up. good at her, her first start. Man, and we didn't mention this one before. Justin McDonald nearly had that header off a set piece. Ooh. So close. Yeah, one she that's, that's one you could just see in her eyes right away. Like, she wants that one And they back. had two uh, XG in that game. I mean, that's great. That's, they, as far as the attack goes, they get that every game. I'm happy. Like, that is, yeah. that is as much as you, that's what you want to see in the attack. So while, yeah, while this felt like a bad one point, like we should have gotten more, The at the end of the day, you look back big picture, like, we're still trending net positive here. We're still definitely going upwards. Visible signs of progress. So well, and they had let's a big just keep that line going because 
coming off those first two seasons, there was really not a ton to to build off of. Like both the attack and the defense needed to needed to get better. It's like it's hard to do everything all at once. So even just getting one of those areas where we need it is a is a is a big improvement. Rebuilds, rebuilds take time. I know it sounds weird to say we're already rebuilding, but I mean, that's what it is. Like how many of these players were here um, at the beginning, right? Yeah. I mean, just like that next step for them is they need to start turning some of these one point games into three point games. Yep. Cause and again, draw, like, if, since, if we're wanting to make the playoffs, draws are not going to get it done <laughs> for since, the season. Since it's still early. I think I can just in broader context, like there's I, I, to me personally, there's a little bit of grace with the element of trying to gel and whatnot, but and he can't be throwing away games like like that one. No. Peppa doesn't Especially come back on to haunt road in LA. It's just it's a good win to get. That would have been a real great win. And and you know, after the first half one, you definitely felt like we should have had, but such is the game. Yep. They had it thrown back at them. They did it. <laughs> they did it to Washington last week and then had it done to them this week. Yep. And they don't have it any easier for this next match. Oh boy. The Thorns at in Portland. In Portland. Great venue that they have there. Boy, that's 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 as tough of a game as they're gonna have all season. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe it's one of those where you look to uh where you get a point in pretty much regardless. The only saving grace though is because of the way they did the challenge cup schedule. Portland's gotta play a midweek game and and Louisville's Louisville's gotta rest. So that's 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 as big of a favor as the schedule could do them. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about as favorable as it's going to get heading into that situation. But it'll be another. This is, t- and I hate to say one. this. This is one of those games where if they just look good, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. If, if they look like two teams that play in the same league on the same level, I'm good, regardless of the outcome. Yeah, yeah. Top of you know top team there with the thorns, and we have to stay up till ten thirty again. This time Which we know that? we'll be able to watch it at least. At least this one will be on the streaming app that we paid for. It would say that I, I like last one was on me because I should have checked before time, but no, I shouldn't have to do that much research. I shouldn't have to like find these like weird niche channels. Like I, we bought Paramount Plus. Like heck, I know a lot of people hate it Twitch, but throw it up on there. That's easy for me to access. I'm on Twitch all the time. Well, I'm like I complain. It's not like this is not a problem. Other leagues don't have. I remember a perennial complaint I would have about the NBA League Pass is their, their dumb blackout policy because normally is like, if you live in a city, that local team's games are blacked out because <laughs> they want you to watch the local broadcast. But because we don't have an NBA team here, it was like Memphis, Indianapolis, and Chicago were all three blacked out. They, they considered all three of those our local team. And it was the dumbest thing. And I stopped getting league pass because of that. I would have got like the Pacers, like, but Memphis seems like a little bit farther. And then even farther than that is Chicago. Chicago's not even that close. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that one. It's Adam something Silver about lost the way the money they do that the media markets. But yeah. anyway, so all, all the leagues have dumb streaming things, but it's just, yeah, you, you buy an app to watch a thing. You would like to be able to watch all the games. Yeah. So. Yep. I already have too many subscriptions, streaming services. I would like to purge some of them, but. All of them have fill. Well, fill and especially when the 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 games are being played on TV on the channel that runs the streaming service. So it's not even yeah. like there's two different entities competing for the game here. 
Like all that Who money knows? goes to C- CBS both ways. So I don't want to end things on a sour note. So let's bring up a fun thing that has happened or happening will have happened by the time that you are listening to this. Josh we Widener. Some real good news this week. Getting called up to the men's national team. Who knows if he's going to play by the time you're hearing this, you'll know. Now, Bitten, Bitten, uh, do you mean the under-19 men's national team? The, the under-21s? We are talking about the big one, the big dogs. 17-year-old Josh Winder got called up to the, the full-grown big boys national team? L- Louisville's own Josh Widener called up. How exciting Love is that? I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen while he was here. I really didn't. That was not, that was not something. That it is quite possible the next World Cup, <laughs> we could have, we could have two Louisville City players starting on the back line for the national team. No, oh, absolutely, very real possibility. And I knew as we got farther along in there, like they definitely kind of be more in that mix. I mean, Joe obviously has, but like for him to already be getting called up, like again, that's super cool. Again, I thought that would happen after he was already gone. So I'm really excited about this. He might not play again. By the time you're listening, matter. you Just know the answer. Just getting the call is big. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a vote of confidence in his development, his growth. They're, I mean, that that call-up was telling him, you're doing the right things, continue what you're doing, and you will get more of these. So, if I mean, if anything, it's good for him to get that experience of what a camp is like, to meet the other guys, to just kind of go through it also when he does get called up another time. And maybe he's going to be playing. It's not all as new and shocking to him. He's kind of seen some of it before. Get him acclimated a little bit. That's at least how I'm viewing it. I mean, even just going to that camp is a big deal. Like training with oh, all yeah, those players. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's obviously doing the right things. I mean, he's looked good for us. We'll see where things go from there. But uh, after a, like a, a week of training with those guys, it's going to make the UFL, the USL attackers look slow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm really happy. And he's, he's got a, he's got a bright future and I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Pay attention. Uh, he's not going to be here that much longer. <laughs> Enjoy him we can. It's in early May. So it's coming up. Man, Ooh. it is coming up. Now that I think about it, sad times, but good for him. Enjoy the good times while they last. Zach, do you have any parting thoughts before we wrap things up? I, I'm feeling, I mean, it's a, it's a couple real tough games for both teams coming up next week. So, but I'm feeling good. I feel like both teams are, have good runs of form coming into them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as tough of a docket as you can have for, for both teams, as far as the, these immediately upcoming matches. So let's hope that we, we look good and maybe scrape out a few results in some of them, right? Fingers crossed. Let's let's settle. Uh, yeah, man. I want I want I want racing to look good in Portland. I want to I want to put Charleston remind remind them who the big dogs really are, and and we need to settle once and for all that noodles don't belong in Chile. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's crossing <laughs> a line. That's crossing a line. I'm sorry. You can go man. after their soccer I, I team. I shouldn't have you said that. You don't go after the three ways. That that was not an accurate way to say that. Because the noodles like, are in it. The chili is on the noodles, if anything. You're vegetarian, right? Like, how long have you been a vegetarian? Have you ever had a three-way? Yes, I was not a vegetarian when I was a child. 
and you had a three with it. Also, and, they, uh, you can you can get a vegetarian version of the chili on three way, which just based just beans basically. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not the same thing. We're 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 three way. I don't think that one doesn't count. For anyone to actually get it, but I don't. I don't put noodles in my my chili regularly. Chili noodles don't belong in chili, and, and especially not on chili. Don't belong on top of noodles. I was raised on this stuff. That and getta, but you guys don't even know what getta is. If you're listening and you've not had getta, go to your Kroger store. Most likely, I've seen it down here. Buy the sausages. Get and some of that throw stuff. It in the trash. No, and make it. It is good. It look, I mean, it looks and kind of sounds weird, like describing it, but like it's it's good, it's great. If you go up to Northern Kentucky and you go to like a breakfast joint, you can get it there, like the Pepper Pod. It's a good place. It's the kind of place where they still let people smoke inside, <laughs> but like it's like really greasy, like great breakfast food, like open like real late at night. It's some good stuff. Anyway, how did we get here? Oh, that's right. You, I, I like you came, you came up my chili, huh? I like poking okay. the bear. I'm probably gonna need some skyline out spike tomorrow. Oh, I do that. I'm People sorry bring for it out digestive and system. That's a I'll real self-holding move. I'm just fine. All right. We're dragging this on. Let's let these people move on to the next podcast in their queue. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much to the state of Louisville for producing this. As always, I've been Benton. You can find me on Twitter at purple SDF. I am Zach. Find me at Zach W. Allen. We will be back here next week, hopefully talking about three wins, an oh, open cup advancement, two league wins. Let's week. go for it. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's let's go for it all. Anyway, take care. Thank you for listening. Catch you guys next week. Vamos Morados. Bye, y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.